Welcome to the Living Out Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Steele, bridging the gap between social justice and personal growth as seen through a queer lens. So what's your most important appointment today? Well, that's really the title of today's podcast, why your most important appointment is the one you make with yourself. Nope, it's not the meeting you have with your boss. It is not the meeting you have with a client. And it's not the time you've scheduled to be with your partner or your loved one. So what does that mean exactly? Well, sometimes this is called a morning routine, but not everybody has the time. I shouldn't say it that way. It might not be the easiest thing to facilitate a morning routine for some people, depending on the kind of structure that they already have established in their day or what they have determined is most important to get done. I'm thinking maybe somebody who has a family, for example, um, they may get up at a certain time and they have to organize what that day is going to look like for their kids. Some people are just not morning people. You don't want to be around them. In fact, if you live with them, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe you live with someone who is absolutely not a morning person and you either have to tiptoe around them or you need to be kind and supportive and help them wake up gently and lovingly into their day. <laughs> now, I, I've known people like that in the past. Thank goodness uh, my partner and I are pretty much early to bed and, and early risers. But I do remember um, <laughs> a former partner who just, you know, if if, if 11 a.m. were uh, morning wake-up time, that would be uh, the earliest he would have ever gotten up. But So getting into the real meat of what this discussion is about here... <clears throat> starts maybe with a question. Now, do I stick to other appointments that I make with others but compromise on myself? So ask yourself that question. Do you stick to other appointments that you set up on your calendar that you've made with other people but compromise on your own time, compromise on the things that you've scheduled that are most important for you to accomplish? <clears throat> now, I'm going to share some of my own stories as I go through today's podcast. I did this a while ago. Um, this is part of the life design um, process in, in, in my coaching programming with clients, looking at how you spend your day, looking at how you prioritize the things that you do in your day. And this attaches to your values, what's most important to you. This attaches to your dream, what you want to achieve in life, what kind of an impact you want to have. But it also helps us determine if we're in conflict with any aspect of those things. Are we prioritizing something that's throwing our values out of whack? Are we not prioritizing taking care of ourselves so that we can do the best work possible or help take care of other people? So I know that in my past, I've compromised on many of my self-appointments, things like putting um, the gym 
or meditation or blocks of creative writing time. And I've just like, nah, I'll do it some other time. Or that's not important. I have to go do this. I have to get this task done. And yet I've noticed, and I think this is a good thing, patting myself on the back, that I've always turned up ahead of time. I'm always ahead of schedule for clients, be that in person or be that on having a phone or a Skype call with a virtual coaching client. It's something that I have valued as really important. And I value it not just for myself, but I value it in others. So I I feel a little possibly frustrated or disappointment if I'm on time and someone doesn't show up on time, especially if I'm paying someone um, to spend my time with them. If for some reason they're late without explanation, it already sets up sort of a negative precedent for me. Now, I'm also not afraid to ask to reschedule, but to ask. You know, if it's convenient um, for the other client, sometimes, you know, I look at my schedule and I'm trying to make improvements, but often, and you know, I might be trying to make improvements for how my day is looking, but ultimately it is around external appointments, not things for myself. So... When you look at your calendar and trying to decide if you're prioritizing yourself or other people, it's good to think about what's worked for you really well in the past and what hasn't. When we're looking at systems or structures um, as a way to create that life by design and to support our values and what we want to accomplish... We need to get below those things to the, the things that happen every day on sort of the, the micro level um, to figure out if one of those things is causing a block or a challenge or a bump in the road. <clears throat> so you start observing what happens with your day, the patterns and the habits that show up and anything that are bumps or hiccups. So things I have noticed in the past, I have a very funny relationship with my calendar. I've, I've seen a number of, or I've talked to a number of different people and looked at ways to program your calendar, like program your calendar. I've seen complicated calendars where uh, people are using multiple colors and <clears throat> everything is blocked out in their, from, from the moment they woke up wake up until the moment they go to bed and all I see is a mess. I see confusion and I start getting my backup. But this is my personal reaction. When I look at a calendar, I'm actually getting stressed about it right now because I'm thinking of the times I've tried to create a calendar for myself in this way and it stresses me out. I actually don't like to see a calendar full of different colors because what I don't see are the spaces. And somehow what I'm not seeing is the space for me. Now, I think I made choices a long time ago 
when I started my um, entrepreneurial path <clears throat> that I wanted to have control of when I do things in my day. And I've, I've discovered when I do things best in my day. And it's not that I don't want to have appointments with clients or for things that need to get done, but I don't need to schedule visually every single task that needs to get done in my day right down to um, when I'm going to go for a walk or when I'm going to have something to eat or when I'm going to spend time with my partner. There are some things, at least to me, that I think are so ingrained and for me that I guess that means valued as highly important that I shouldn't have to put that in the calendar it should just happen on a regular basis so going through that realizing that oh well sometimes in order to create a habit I might have to visually see this in my calendar to practice this thing for some time <clears throat> but if I've got a bunch of little things to do, I may block off time to do it, but I don't have to list all of those little things. I may have that on a to-do list. And so it's just understanding how does your brain work. Most importantly, what I've discovered that works best with a calendar is a calendar is a place to schedule appointments that you need to know about because you can't miss them. So appointments with clients. And I guess that doesn't matter whether you're self-employed or working um, in a full-time job. An appointment with a client, if you've got to be at the office by 8 a.m., <coughs> excuse me, that could be something to have on your calendar. But you've got meetings and things throughout your day. If you're working in a job, I have meetings throughout my day that if I don't see those clients, I won't get paid. But there are things that I need to do to build my business that may be projects that I have to work on over time. And some of these projects have a deadline. So the question is, how do I schedule those things? Do they go on the calendar? Yes, absolutely. If I miss working on this, I miss creating a new product or a service that's going to negatively affect my business. The other thing about knowing what works really well for you in the past <clears throat> and what hasn't by looking at how you've prioritized or scheduled your time is to know at what time of day you function best for particular activities. So uh, just a bunch of examples. If meditation is important to you, is there a best time of day or several times a day for you to do it? Is it best in five to 15 minute blocks or a whole 30 minutes? If you like to read on a regular basis, is that a time of day thing or a day in the week? Um, I know for myself, I am most creative in the thinking or writing or speaking or um, putting together something larger first thing in the day, in the morning, before 11 or before noon. So I'm actually recording this podcast at 6.45 a.m. because I had this idea and I wanted to do it. And 
it just gets done. Knowing that if I do a lot of planning and small tasks first thing in the day, they'll get done highly effectively, (laughs) but it really sort of kills my mojo for creativity. Because going into the afternoon, if I was to try and write a new article or work on a creative idea, it may happen. It sometimes does, especially if I've really been in the zone that day and I just sort of keep going and keep fostering, staying in that moment. But more often than not, that doesn't work for me. I tend to work best with clients and tasks and mm, I guess putting things together in the latter part of the day. So I might be doing editing or production, or as I said, working with clients, or uh, doing technical stuff if I'm, I'm working online, working on something on my website, just for an example. But knowing that if you are able to manage your day and your time in that way is incredibly important. So even if you're employed in a job, and you're able to, <clears throat> excuse me, manage your time, such that you can do the most important, sorry, so that you can work in the most efficient and effective way for you. So if there's work that you need to get done in your day and you know that you can best focus on it and be most highly productive and get it done in the best uh, or least amount of time, um, first thing, can you do that? Is there a way that you can speak with your manager or your boss to say, listen, if I were to shift around when I do uh, this particular work or if I have this block of time without interruption, I know I can be more efficient, be more productive. This work will get done uh, better and more quickly, but it's really dependent on me being able to do it during these hours when I have sort of the creative brand power or the focus to get this kind of work done in the best way for me. So morning routines are something that are talked about a lot. And I guess about a year ago, I wrote kind of a satire piece on Medium. Um, I'll have to put the link down uh, in my podcast notes. But somebody had written something about why you need to get up at 4 a.m., Um, to have like a productive life, which is just absolute nonsense. And so I wrote something like why you need to get up at 3 a.m. to be um, a self-righteous asshole or something like that. Because like I said, at the very beginning, not everyone is a morning person. Now, a morning routine at its core has some really valid ideas that can help improve your life. But again, it all depends on your lifestyle. Are you single? Are you with someone? Are you with or without children? If you work in a job, if you start super early, how much earlier do you want to get up? I always think first, prioritize rest. Because if you are getting up early, earlier than what you are used to or what you need to, and that's compromising your sleep, your rest and recovery, you're going to be fucked at some point. And no matter how good that morning routine is, it's just not going to help you. (laughs) And we also live in the society that prioritizes 
compromise and pushing yourself to the limit and overachievement and, well, I'm this super successful tech billionaire because I live at my office, I take all kinds of things to keep me up, and, you know, there are very few people who are like someone like an Elon Musk. And, you know, lately, if you've been watching the news, like the board of directors is wondering whether they should kick him out or, you know, remove him sort of as CEO and put him in another position, because he is claiming that his work ethic is what's keeping Tesla going. But things he's doing online, to me, are a cry for help. He's even having a blow up blowout with uh, Ariana Huffington and she's talking about the need for sleep and recovery and he's going that's just nonsense well I'm going to side with Ari- you know Huffington you can only push the human body so far and some people are that driven that they will push themselves to exhaustion to heart attack to stroke to death and that's just who they are But for the rest of us, yes, there are ways we can optimize ourselves and our day. So if you look at what other people are doing for their morning routine, know that that morning routine supports them and them alone and who they are and what they wish to accomplish. And also know that they've also gotten to a certain point in their life where that morning routine serves them. But what about 5, 10, 15 years beforehand? What was their life like then? So if you are somebody who is making thirty dollars to $100,000 a year and you're comparing your life and creating a morning routine to someone who is making a million dollars, forget it. There's got to be a bridge between where you are and where that person is and what you can take that you think is useful to you. So you need to think about what do you like to do? Think of a morning routine. If you're going to create one as one that supports you, one that lifts you up, one that helps you live out the best of who you are. Just to be silly, if the best thing you can do in the morning is watch comedy, silly animal videos, or make love to your partner, because all of those things make you feel good and happy and ready to tackle the day, do it. And don't compromise. And don't tell yourself that that's silly. And don't waste any energy on like, well, I could be more productive. I could be... Fuck that. Life is really fucking short. And if the first thing you do when you get up in the morning is something that causes you stress, trust me, I've done it for far too long. It's not worth it. I am pretty solid with how I need to start my day so that if I am faced with stressful situations, then I can handle them much more effectively, then I can walk away from them when I'm done dealing with them much more easily, and then I won't be so caught up in them. And then when I am really caught up in something, that's probably really shit serious, and I've got to pay attention to it and get it resolved. So... I've said this in previous podcasts, so I'll try not to spend too much time on it, but like, I love to journal 
and do it first thing in the morning. Just get some thoughts out. And sometimes I read and I, I love reading first thing in the morning. I feel like it's such a privilege and a pleasure. I don't know why. Now, if I'm up at the same time with my partner, he is playing Pokemon or he is watching funny videos, laughing out loud to things that he sees about animals or, you know, prank scares on Instagram. That's what we have two totally different approaches but it works for each of us. Now he goes off into his day, into his work, feeling great, feeling like he's just taking care of him first. And that's what this is about. Take care of you first to support your best self so that you can be who you wish to be. So I'm playing around with my morning routine right now to either do a podcast before I go to the gym or when I come right back after the gym and have had something to eat because I've upped my podcast uh, twice per week. I sorry, I've up yes. <laughs> what am I saying? I'm I've upped my podcast to two times per week, but I also want to get ahead of the game and record as much as I can so that if I have you know a busy week where I'm working on other things, I know I've got recordings in the bank. Just have to edit and just have to produce them. For me, doing this podcast is not work. It's I. This is an expression of who I am. This is me living out the best of who I am, trying to help others live out the best of who they are, dream their best life, design it, and implement it. So what are the challenges? with having a morning routine or making a morning routine happen. Look at your day. What gets in your way? What blocks you? Are you someone who turns on their phone right away, checks their email, checks text text messages, or maybe reads the news? If you've never asked yourself why you do that, this would be a good time. Some people will say, oh, but it's really important for me to check my email because I need to know, blah, blah, blah. Well, is that true? I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but know the truth. We are addicted to our phones and to the immediacy of information. And let's say you have to go into the office at 9 a.m. every morning. Just a simple time. And if there's nothing that you're required to do at home about your work, why would you need to check office emails? Just a question. Why do you need to check office emails? Connect to that if checking office emails cause stress. If you don't want to have stress in the morning, what's the solution? But it's not necessarily easy because we have created a habit of checking our emails. And we've also created the habit of this endorphin release. Either, you know, you feel good about checking your phone if you're looking for something fun, or you get this hit of perhaps self-importance as you say, yes, I'm doing my work. I'm being responsible. But that's not who you are. Your job is not who you are. So this is a little... 
bit more of a challenging question that takes a good amount of introspection and, and watching yourself over time and, and perhaps using some tools to make changes and to develop new habits. In all of that, in all of this, you know, you want to pay attention to the things that are critical to your happiness. And knowing what those things are connects with your core values. Again, that is something we spend some solid time working on together in my coaching program. And I'm just going to touch lightly on there are three things you can work on to support being your best self and living out the best of who you are. And it's your structure, your systems, and your scheduling when you are working out creating your life by design. So the structure are those things in the environments that you live in, all the things you put in place to make sure that everything that you need to do gets done, your morning, your daily, your weekly routine, things like do you have a meal plan even that facilitates making your life healthy? You need to ask yourself what needs to be around you in order to help you either achieve your goals or to have the most supportive day possible. Now, the systems in your life are the processes and the practices that you use to make things happen. A system is a morning routine. A system is what you do at the gym for a workout. A system is maybe an evening ritual. Maybe you get things ready um, to pack up your bag for the next day. Or maybe you do a review of your day and sort of think about what you want to accomplish tomorrow. So you ask yourself here, what needs to happen for me to be effective? What processes and practices need to be in place? And then finally, scheduling. You know, book into your day what needs to happen. Book into your day the appointments that you have face-to-face with people. If you're not used to scheduling for yourself first, book those appointments. It may seem awkward. You may miss a few. But it takes time to develop habits, and habits need to also be attached to what is most important to you and why you value doing that thing to make it easier for you to want to experience and express that habit. Making the appointments with yourself a priority and putting them into the calendar or post-it noting them somewhere up on your wall or on your desk is vital so that you can win at the game of life. Like I said, if you fail, just try again. Wipe the slate clean and start over. So there's a great quote from Vince Lombardi. Winning is a habit. Unfortunately, so is losing. But when you cultivate and strengthen your own happiness by doing the things that help you live out the best of who you are, by prioritizing appointments with yourself that benefits everyone else around you 
So thank you for listening. And I hope there's been some nuggets of wisdom in here. And if you'd like to go deeper into this process with me, and this is just part of my coaching program, head on over to darrensteel.com and click on the work with me area. There's information there about my coaching method. And there's also a free download, the get clarity process where you can use one of my most important tools to shed some light on what you're currently struggling with. And it all starts with asking yourself a question about what you're most challenged by, what your biggest problem is right now, or what you're struggling with and can't seem to find your way out of. All right, until next time, live out and live proud.